That was lovely. Anyone else have an unconscious urge to go eat chocolate? (laughs) (laughs) We always start our time together with fire, a flame, a conflagration. Our chalice burns because fire is destructive. And our chalice burns because fire is constructive. And we aspire to be like the flame, visible, organized, giving off light and heat. Our faith is combustive. Our church destroys ideologies that fuel hatred and ignorance. And our congregation lights the way for new ideas. We provide creative heat and power for the hurting, the grieving, the learning, and the struggling. And we've all been handed these Unitarian Universalist traditions from others. So does our beacon send its signals far enough? I can't tell you the millions of things I've imagined up on our cell tower. Are we hot enough as a church? Are we truly burning? Is each one of us focusing our powers to burn where needed, like a magnifying glass incinerating a hole in paper with words of hate? Do we discern well when to adjust the angle of the lens to avoid combustion and provide a beam of light for lighting the way. I have fire on my mind because I was horrified last month when fire spread in the South as a succession of black churches burned. Details about each charred church are still under investigation, but the majority of them were set on purpose. In Knoxville, Tennessee, the arsonists set fires at multiple locations on the church property, including putting bales of hay at the front door and setting those alight. In Macon, Georgia, and in Charlotte, North Carolina, the fires were also purposefully set. And the latest black church to catch fire is actually in Houston, in their Fifth Ward, their Baptist church, last week. It's a cowardly use of fire to silence black churches in the wake of Dylan Roof's murderous rampage at Emmanuel AME. Burning as a racist threat is nothing new. Burning a black church is a familiar vocabulary of hate. Since the very first black church was built as a sanctuary for a people seeking uplift and safety and empowerment, the black church has always been under attack because black people were always under attack. In fact, the same church where Dylan Roof used deadly firepower was burned down because of its ties to slave rebellion 
1822, from the days of slavery and Jim Crow through the civil rights movement and beyond. White supremacists have targeted the black church because of its importance as a pillar in the black community. It's always been the center of leadership and institution building. It's a center for education and social and political development. A journalist commenting on the black church burnings wrote, strike at the black church and you strike at the heart of black American life. At this time of increased assaults against black people in the streets, in the courts, in police custody, and in all realms of life, the black church, too, is once again under assault. I've lived through house and dorm fires, and I know that unforgettable smell of recent soggy smoke that permeates every charred wall and furnishing. I know the dismay, the nightmares that follow. Picture the congregation and its leaders standing in front of the burned-out ruins of their beloved church. We've all seen that disaster aftermath photograph and the people struggle to make sense of the senseless, the cruel, and the unnecessary. Having been out of town for several weeks, I couldn't help but wonder about Hope Church. Was it safe and sound? My imagination can be too vivid. And because of our rock walls and the recent torrential rains, flood and water damage are more realistic than fire. But an an imagination isn't a rational beast. I'm glad it's here and safe and standing. So back to the flame we honor every Sunday in our sanctuary. We must ask ourselves, does it burn with any exclusive division or hate? Are our chalice and our church important pillars in our Tulsa community? Are we a vital center for leadership and institution building? Are we organized enough to fight oppression? I'm inspired by a Muslim nonprofit group. Did you hear they've been raising $100,000 to help rebuild those burned out churches? I want to be part of a church in a tradition willing to reach across ideological and racial lines to extinguish pain and offer substantive hope. They explain, we're connected to black churches through our extended families, our friends and teachers, our intertwined histories and convergent present. As a whole, we understand the climate of racially inspired hate and bigotry that is being reignited in this country. We want to let our African-American brothers and sisters know that we stand in solidarity with them during this dark hour. 
as a small symbol of that solidarity. During this blessed month of Ramadan, we are gathering donations to help rebuild the seven churches that have been burned down since the racist murders in Charleston. I insist our tradition incinerate systems and policies of hate. I insist the warmth of our fire be as healing. I call for our chalice flame to have meaning as deep beyond our four walls. There is an old joke about Unitarians, and it's in dubious taste, but that won't stop me. It goes, what is the best way to terrorize a Unitarian Universalist? Burn a question mark on their lawn. (laughs) The gag plays off the Ku Klux Klan's racial hatred. They first burned a cross to symbolize their revival in 1915. Hold on. I'm still recovering from a cough. Since then, like the recent burnings of black churches, a burning cross is a bullying tactic to elicit fear and terror. It's designed to call out and shame anyone suspected of betraying the Klan's odious ideals. So burning a question mark on our lawn could be a way to shame us for asking so many pointed questions. We do indeed value questions. We say that revelation is not sealed, meaning no single text, philosophy, or theology is the final answer. We expect everyone to always have questions. We consider life a journey of questions. In fact, we're suspicious of any who claim to have the answer. Constantly living in the questions is an unsettling place. It can feel lonely. It can feel wishy-washy. It can feel childlike. Yet, the critical connection between science and religion is not in the answers, but in the dogged commitment to asking the next question, to drilling deeper into an idea. Meeting our lives with burning questions is spiritually and intellectually mature and appropriate. Our religious education at all levels is formulated to encourage curiosity and imagination. So, what I'm currently interested in is whether our questions are good enough. Wisdom is not a matter of always having wise answers, but of having vigorous questions. The typical religious questions may not even be the most pressing ones 
They may be distractions from issues and problems right in front of us. Instead of asking, what happens when I die? Is there a soul that lives on? Is there a hell? A heaven? These aren't questions we can really answer. Instead of asking what happens when we die, a better question might be, what happens when we kill? What happens when we train our youth to be killers, to be soldiers? What does it mean to freely arm ourselves in anticipation of killing another? What kind of people are we to raise and kill animals for our food? What kind of country are we to sanction state killing in the death penalty? Is abortion killing? And so these are surface level questions and within them are more sophisticated and nuanced ones, the ones we need to also keep asking. Once we've trained a young soldier to kill, Can the skills and mindset ever be unlearned? Is there an on-off switch? How do we support the mental anguish and moral injury from battle? Instead of asking the theological conundrum, is there a God? Another question we cannot truly answer. What if instead we ask, how do we make use of our brief life to help others? How do we fit into the bigger picture of the cosmos? How do we minimize suffering for ourselves and all others? How do we accept being powerful and powerless at the same time? Instead of asking, is there predestination? Are we going to hell? Are humans born in original sin? What if we ask how we can help ourselves and each other change? When we base our actions on the assumption that humans are flawed and damned from the get-go, then all our policies and institutions run on fear and punishment. Our bothering to come to church, to create community, to work to better our world is based on the understanding that humans and our systems can learn and evolve. The progress can seem impossibly slow and not come to pass as we hope. But if we're all damned, there's little reason to be a good Samaritan There's no reason for prison reform, for addiction rehab, for working to minimize human impact on our planet, or to bother with religious or secular education. We might as well install capital punishment for both violent and nonviolent crimes. Decrease the surplus population. There's so many other questions This year, when you visit me in my office, I hope to not ask, 
how are you doing? That less than helpful question that tends to automatically jump out of my mouth. Instead, I want to ask, what questions are on your mind? What questions are you wrestling with today? What kept you awake last night? And what got you out of bed this morning? Our job together is to help blow on the embers of any burning questions and keep them going and discover the new sparks that are given off. This is no time to be lulled by monotony. Now's the time to wake up, to rise up and to carry ourselves into a day worth living, worth being curious about. So let's live this one day, this day, with passion and a sense of collective synergy. Let's live one day, this day, by asking questions that really challenge us and make us feel alive. For God's sake, save us from being lulled by complacent theology. For Darwin's sake, save us from being lulled by calcified morality. To live in the questions, we believe our world can be made new, our world can be saved time and time again. May we have the courage to go out into the streets and into the hearts to ask new questions. So I have a question. Are you with me? May it be so.